Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of Sadie Spills the Tea. We are on episode 33, and happy Friday to all of you guys. It is a beautiful summer Friday over here, and you know when you just, like, get summer Friday vibes? Like, you're like, you know what? If we could just fast forward to the end of the workday, if we could just get to the weekend, one of those kind of days over here. But um, a lot has gone down in the past few days. I would say if you haven't listened to the previous episode, episode 32, go ahead and catch yourself up on that because I have a few follow-ups. Um, but we really have to break down this entire Britney Spears hearing, etc., of what's going on. So um, only thing, other thing I want to add before we just dive right in is that if you have not taken the Enneagram test to figure out what your Enneagram number is and you're into that like Myers-Briggs personality kind of vibe, even if you like horoscopes, that kind of shit, go ahead and take the Enneagram test. Um, I had a few of my um, colleagues take it this past week and it has opened their eyes, changed their life. It obviously has changed mine completely. I'm a three, um, shout out to Kelly and just want to go ahead and say that it will change how you look at things, how you learn about yourself, just give you some insight into how you react, anticipate things, how you are, you know, your, your, your best abilities, your worst qualities, that kind of thing, and just kind of give you a um, an overview of how you can work on yourself and, and uh, become a better person. So just want to go ahead and plug the, um, the Enneagram there, and uh, let's drive in. So we had kind of a big sports week, not going to lie. Um, we need to start out with the Stanley Cup because last night the Montreal Canadiens um, secured their seed into the Stanley Cup finals. Um, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Vegas Golden Knights, which no one is disappointed about. Last time the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup was actually in 1993, which we know is 28 years ago. Um, but this is also the first time that Canada has been in the Stanley Cup Finals for years and years and years. Um, the Vancouver Canucks were in it a few years ago and they lost. Anyway, this is huge for Canada. And if you know me, I have Canadian family and they are the best people on planet Earth. I stand by my comment when I say Canadians are the happiest people. When you fly across that border and you land in Canada, there is just a different vibe. They are the nicest, kindest, funniest, coolest people ever. I love them so much. Actually, fun fact, my family used to live above the owner of the Canucks um, right by the waterfront. It was a stunning little flat that they had. Anyway, so happy for Canada. Going to be a huge series um, because we're waiting on the game seven of the Islanders lightning to see who the Canadians play. So shout out to Canada. Shout out to Montreal. I cannot wait to be watching that series. And I'm really hoping that they take away the win just for my family's sake. Okay, so in our NBA news, um, of course, we are now in the conference finals, the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, last night was game three of the Suns Clippers. Um, the Clippers actually won. So Devin Booker broke his nose in game two um, the other night. And yes, he still looks sexy as hell. He last night had to wear the face mask to like protect his nose and the whole thing. He was not on his game. Um, he didn't really make that many free throws. I'm personally just going to go ahead and say that the mask was the issue. You know, he's just kind of learning how to play with the mask. He's readjusting, that type of thing. But um, on game two the other night, there was the new play called the value, which is with alley But obviously it was with um, who I'm calling Dayton, who is now I'm DeAndre Ayton um, on the Suns. It was a fabulous, fabulous play. Anyway, Suns are down 2-1 against the Clippers. So the whole Suns and four guy is wrong. Now, hopefully it'll be Suns and five. My brother Joe actually predicted that. So shout out to Joe. 
So that's our Western Conference Finals. And then we are tonight, we have game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, which is the Bucks Hawks. And I need to give a huge, huge shout out and apologize that I haven't given this shout out even sooner to my girl Jolie because her uncle is the coach of the Bucks. So go coach Bud. Um, obviously, we're rooting for the Bucks for Jolie's sake and hoping that they make it to the finals with the Suns because that would be so ideal for all of us. So shout out to them. That's game seven tonight. Um, and we'll go ahead and see how the rest of the series plays out. I'm very fascinated to see how this goes, and I'm really hoping the Suns can make it in the finals with the Bucks. Okay, so that's our basketball news. Need to go ahead and put an um, apology and just justice for Tony Hawk, because um, the last episode I was like, Tony Hawk's irrelevant. He hasn't been on the scene for a while until he made this TikTok with Avril Lavigne. Major apologies specifically to Michael Costin, because Tony Hawk is not irrelevant. You know what? He's actually making a lot of Twitter memes and just like he's he's tweeting this dialogue when people run into him and he's fucking hilarious. There was a interaction where he, Tony Hawk, is actually at TSA. Um, and he flashes his ID to the TSA agent and the TSA agent goes, Hawk, like that skateboarder, Tony Hawk. And Tony goes, exactly. And the TSA agent goes, I wonder what he's up to these days. And Tony Hawk goes this. And that was the interaction. People don't understand that Tony Hawk like is the skateboarder, like who he is, right? They're thinking like, oh, your name's Tony Hawk, like the skateboarder. And he's like, that's fucking me, but without being a dick, right? So justice for Tony Hawk, he's not irrelevant. People are still running into him, telling stories, and just wanted to go ahead and put that disclaimer out there. Okay, so Free Britney has been all over the place, right? Um, the backstory on Britney Spears is that she has been in a conservatorship for 13 years. Um, we all remember when she, you know, shaved her head and then those crazy paparazzi pictures came out of her with the umbrella in the gray sweatsuit. Shout out to Mikey for that Halloween costume. Um, and so on Wednesday, we had a hearing for her conservatorship. Um, a few months ago, basically, they heard, okay, sorry, let me back up. Her dad, Jamie Spears, um, was the person who, who was basically running her conservatorship. He had all like legal power over her. Um, a few months ago, that got revoked from him because he's the biggest, worst person ever. And um, it became to a family friend that basically was just tag teamed with Jamie. Brittany's life didn't get any better once that kind of conservatorship switched to this lady. So on Wednesday, we had a hearing um, and Brittany got to actually speak out. This was her first time kind of telling her truth um, since this thing has kind of all started. So basically, there's a full audio on YouTube if anyone wants to listen to it. It's 44 minutes and it's fucking heart-wrenching. Let me just give you a disclaimer there. So Brittany basically says that she's, you know, been in hell for the last 13 years. Um, she was given $2,000 a week to live off of while she was selling out shows every single night in Vegas. That's not a lot of money for someone like Britney Spears, who's coming from a lifestyle of, you know, staff in and out of her house, getting her hair, makeup done for these shows, right? Like $2,000 for someone of her caliber, you know, $2,000 for us is like, oh, fuck yeah, like, thank you. But for Britney Spears, that's like absolutely nothing. That would be like, here's your $20 a day for the week type of vibe, right? The fact that she was selling out shows in Vegas and her family was only giving her 2K a week while they basically took the rest of their money and are just funding their lifestyles and whatever the fuck they want is batshit. So she gets on to the court hearing, which to be perfectly frank with you, it was a little sad to just hear her. You can tell that she obviously was a little nervous. She wanted to get her points across. She's calling the judge ma'am. 
she obviously doesn't have that much experience in public speaking because she's been trapped for the last 13 years, right? Um, her family put her in a mental institute. They put her in rehab. Brittany didn't have a problem. Brittany didn't have a drinking problem or a substance problem. Brittany didn't have a mental breakdown, right? She shaved her head because she wanted the paparazzi to fuck off. If you watch Framing Britney Spears, you'll you'll understand that. So when she got on the record on Wednesday, she honestly just fucking ripped out some hard truths straight up. She basically said she's not okay. She's depressed. She wants to do very simple things in her life, like go see her friends that live five minutes down the road that she's not allowed to do. She wants to be able to drive around in her boyfriend's car. Her boyfriend's not allowed to drive her around right now. She wants to drive with a fucking convertible top down. Not allowed to do that right now. Just because her family has literally suppressed everything in her life. She's not allowed to do anything, literally. Um, she says she's had an IUD in her arm for years, um, and she's not allowed to get it out. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's birth control. That is something that needs to be changed out and rotated within like two to three years, right? She hasn't been able to take hers out because her family refuses to take her to the doctor, which is absolutely in in fucking sanity, like absolutely not. She has asked to go to manicure or a massage or even to have someone come to the house to make her feel pretty, right? A facial, something, get her hair cut. Family has refused to allow that. And they basically told her that it's not available in COVID. And yet she says, I'm seeing the staff members of my house come in and out with new hair and new nails each week. So I know that everyone's fucking lying to me. Basically, her family's been living off of her money for the last 13 years. Her little sister, who we thought we loved in Zoe 101, fuck Jamie Lynn because she's flaunting their money all over Instagram, buying herself these bags, like literally throwing $20 bills up in the air. It's absolutely insane. Um, so basically, that's where we're at, right? Brittany gave her speech. Um, she asked the judge to be able to get rid of this conservatorship. She asked the judge, please don't make me have a psych evaluation. She did her research. Brittany said that there's multiple, multiple cases out there that the judges have allowed for conservatorship to stop without a uh, mental uh, um evaluation going on. She's trying to get the fuck out of this situation and basically be able to live her life. She wants to get pregnant. She wants to start a family with her new boyfriend. She wants to be able to enjoy time with her kids. And she's not allowed to do any of that right now. She said at the end of the call or at the end of you know her statement to the judge, she goes, I don't want this call to end because as soon as it does, all I hear is no, no, no. You can't do this. You can't do that. So that's kind of the gist of what Brittany basically stated in her um, statement to the judge. And now everyone's saying good morning to everyone but Jamie Spears because fuck that guy, right? He's the one that put all of these horrific like entrapments in place for Brittany. Um, it's wild because obviously this is all over the media and all these different attorneys are speaking out. One thing that I thought was very, very fascinating is I've seen multiple attorneys say, why didn't someone help Brittany prepare a statement, right? The way she's talking, the way she's a little flustered and nervous, like she should have people behind her to help her get her point across in the most like diplomatic way to the judge, right? The other really horrifying thing is the fact that Brittany's actually funding this entire trial for herself, right? She's paying for both sides of the litigation. She's paying for all the attorneys. She's literally paying for everything. And the fact that she can't have a solid representative is that shit. So, that's kind of where we're at in terms of what's going down with Brittany, as I've been seeing everywhere. Like, we don't have time to wait for another hearing, right? This chick is so fucked in her life right now and deserves so much more. We don't have time to wait for another hearing. The judge needs to make a decision and get this chick 
without living her life being the icon that she is. Um, one other thing on that is that like all these people are speaking out, specifically Justin Timberlake, like trying to tweet all these things about free Britney, like fuck Justin Timberlake for trying to recoup his image and all of that, right? People are speaking out because they want attention and really it's like we need to get Britney out. Free Britney is a movement and free Britney needs to be like on everyone's radar. Um, I also read a thing that people are trying to spam Gavin Newsom um, with Free Britney because he's obviously up for a reelect and he's looking for anything possible to get people on his side. And it's like, let's spam him with Free Britney, see what he can do for her. I don't hate that idea. Um, I just want her to be out and living her life. This is so, so horrifying. And if you want to cry, if you want a, a Friday sob, go ahead and listen to the audio on YouTube. Literally just Google Britney Spears um, hearing and, and you'll get the whole thing. So that's kind of the gist of that. Um, obviously, we'll keep you very, very updated on what's next. If we get any more movement, if the judge decides to make a decision, I agree that we should not be waiting for another court hearing, um, period, right? So free Britney Spears. That's where we're at with her. Okay, so in other pop culture news, um, Michael B. Jordan, yes, my hall pass, he released a rum line this past week, which I can't even pronounce the rum line. I'm going to be straight up with you. It starts with a J. It had an apostrophe. Anyway, um, he, he launched the rum line and it has been pulled back because the name of it is apparently extremely offensive to the Caribbean culture. So he's been called out. Nicki Minaj specifically called him out. He's, you know, put his apology up. I had absolutely zero idea that this was slander towards anyone of any culture. Um, really, really, really apologetic. And now they're going back to rebrand. To be honest with you, I didn't even know that Michael B. Jordan had a rum line coming out. It's not like this like heavily anticipated 818 thing that's going on. Um, so good on him to recognize it ASAP and then get it off the market and be able to rebrand and, and have that. Um, I think that's just like these days when everyone's starting a business or a brand or whatnot, I feel like you have to Google the shit out of whatever that's going to be, whatever the name is, whatever like your vibe is, your branding, the whole thing. Like it's always going to be offensive. It seems like you're always going to piss someone off. So do your fucking research if you're starting a brand. That's my uh, advice for the day. Okay, um, hilarious little update here um, for anyone that is into the MTV Hills vibe. Last night, nope, two nights ago, um, was a new episode of The Hills. Yes, it's on every Wednesday. Anyway, um, it's a fabulous new season. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There's like the drama with Brody and Caitlin in last night's episode, whatever the episode was. Um, Kristen Cavalieri comes back in town. And as we know, she was the OG on Laguna Beach. She carried the hills for a little while. She obviously dated Justin Bobby and Brody Jenner. So to see her come back and interact was fabulous television. Um, great episode in general. Basically, all the boys compliment her like, you know what, since you've been divorced from Jay Cutler, you're living your best life, like hats off to you. And it was great to see their interaction. But um, my moral of this is that there's a sit down between Brody Jenner and Spencer Pratt. Yes, Spencer Pratt is still on the show and still as psychotic as we thought. But Brody says, remember when you almost lit Nobu on fire? Hilarious statement right there. And Spencer was like, yeah, you're right. Why did Nobu give me that flaming shot while I was wasted off my ass? And apparently Spencer like actually burnt the table that they were sitting at, the tablecloth, the whole thing. Brody was like, you literally burnt the entire seating arrangement that we were in. Hilarious. But Spencer goes, oh my God, that was actually the night that uh, I ran into Jen Aniston. It was the night that Jen Aniston just got dumped by Brad and it was official that Brad and Angelina were together. And I went up to her and I was like, fuck Angelina, you're so much better. Okay, that whole interaction is absolutely hilarious. Even if it's made up and Spencer didn't actually run into 
Jennifer Aniston, like the fact that Brody and Spencer were in their prime at Nobu lighting tables on fire and that Spencer was like, oh yeah, Jen, Jen Aniston was there. It was like no biggie. was like, what? Just kind of shows me like they were Brody and Spencer. They were, you know, the kings of Hollywood back in the day. Um, They were probably the first people that we ever saw go to Nobu on camera, if we're really being honest. I mean, the Kardashians, of course, but thought that was just hilarious. Love that everyone's on team Jennifer Aniston and the fact that Spencer was like, yeah, and just like went up to her was was really good. Okay, so want to move into um, just a little Bravo news real quick because Lala from Vanderpump Rules um, was on a podcast this week, Morning Toast, and a hilarious interaction, but got some really good tea on her um, new season of Vanderpump and Salt Lake City. So basically, um, the girls ask Lala if the babies are going to be on camera, right? We have the, we have um, Ocean as in Lala's baby. We have Summer as in Machina's baby. And then we have Cruz. Oh, actually Cruz was Britney's baby and Britney and Jax are off the show. So scratch that. So basically there's a law in California that babies are only allowed to be filmed for 20 minutes at a time. And while there's cameras there, there has to be a teacher on site. Lala thought that was batshit because obviously the babies aren't learning anything. They're literally just sucking the boob. And I agree with that. Like why would a teacher have to be present? But so there's only 20 minutes that are going on of filming. So real, realistically, we're probably not going to see that much of Vanderpump Babies, which is going to be a disappointment, but whatever. Um, apparently, Lala is jealous that Sheena gets to leave her baby with her mom when they go and film. Lala doesn't have family clothes, so she has a plethora of staff that takes care of the baby when they're filming. Lala also says that she was nervous that the cast shakeup would like kind of change the dynamic of the show. And she says everyone's bringing it. There's going to be drama no matter what. That show, I mean, Vanderpump Rules should be premiering any day now. Um, she didn't have an exact date, but she was like, we're done filming. So like that should be happening. But um, I thought the most exciting part of this whole interview is that Lala is from um, Salt Lake City, right? She's the Lauren from Utah is the biggest joke. So we saw Lala on season one of Salt Lake City. She arrived at, I want to say the party that was for Meredith Marks um, that Jen Shaw threw, either that or Coach Shaw's birthday. Anyway. Lala was on an episode. It was great to see her because she's friends with all the people from Salt Lake, right? Those are her home friends. Anyway, Lala goes into detail and says, people are telling her from home that this season of Salt Lake City is going to be probably one of the most intense seasons of Housewives ever because there's going to be a shit ton of FBI involvement in this, right? We know that the whole Jen Shaw thing went down and the FBI was there and the cameras caught the whole thing, but she's hearing that this season is going to be even crazier than we've already heard about um, just because there's going to be so much legal footage. And I am so here for it. We need a new season of Salt Lake and I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, in other legal news in the Housewife franchise, this week's episode of Beverly Hills was literally about Erica and Tom. It was creme de la motherfucking creme, okay? If you are into any Housewives, if you are just curious about Erica Jane and the whole investigation with herself and Tom Girardi, go watch this episode of Beverly Hills, you guys. My mom and I were texting like five minutes in being like, this is the best episode we've had in years. Like, I'm putting top five episodes of the franchise. Anyway, um, basically, Erica goes into detail and says that her marriage wasn't what we thought it was. Um, it was basically Tom's way or the highway. Um, you know, her, she said that they tried everything. They tried therapy. They tried this. They tried that. It was, he's the boss. It was his way or no way. Um, she said the marriage has been over for a little while and she just kind of kept her cool or she got her ducks in a row in terms of like being able to move out, being able to 
have a little bit of money. Um, we saw clips in the episode of her actually selling clothes and her trying to reorganize things to get a little cash flow going. Anyway, Erica straight up admits that the way it went down um, the day that she filed for divorce is that she dropped him off at work that morning. She said, I love you. He replied, thanks, hun, which she hated. She said, what? Like, I'm a fucking employee. I'm not your wife. So she said, I love you. He said, thanks, hun. She went back to their mansion in Pasadena. She packed up a full moving van, like full of her stuff. She drove to her new place. She spent the night at her new place. And the next morning, Tom was served. So in her eyes, she said, it's game on. He is very, very one of those people that it's like, if you cross me, I'll cross you. Um, she says she has not seen him since she dropped him off that day. And she basically say, says she expects the worst. The fact that she said, I love you. She left. He was served the next day. She didn't come home that night. He's like, it's game on, bitch. It's war now. And she's trying to prep herself for that. Um, she says that he has a long road ahead of him. She says she has a long road ahead of her, a lot of challenges. Don't know if she's alluding to the fact that we know that there's a fuck ton of money that's being stolen and spread out and, you know, horrifyingly. But it was very fascinating to see um, her actually explain that and her kind of get into the details of the fact that she was like, you know what, like I really tried on my marriage. He basically was like, Erica, I don't know what you're talking about. Our marriage is perfectly fine. And she was like, okay, well, I'm drowning in this. Um, she full blown acknowledges the fact that, you know, they met when she was young. She was a waitress. He took her under her wing and she was like, you know what, I'm, I understand like what you've done for me, but like, I don't deserve to live life like this. Um, apparently he, Tom at one point was like, said, to someone like if you can afford her you can have her um and that was like almost one of the final straws to erica so the fact that tom said if you can afford her you can have her makes me think that they had some sort of like if you can afford her so he's he's reluctantly funding erica jane etc but hopefully we'll see more to come um this next week on the episode but again if you're interested in erica jane that episode was fire um, also, one hilarious thing on the episode of Beverly Hills is that um, at the very end, you know, Erica's already announced her divorce. She comes into Kyle Richards' house. No, I apologize. She comes into Crystal Minkoff's house for the dumpling party, and she's wearing this short-ass little dress, and she looks lit, like straight up. And someone was like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm lit. Kyle Richards gave me some THC oil, and I'm rubbing it all over my body. Kyle looks mortified, but as we know, Mauricio's the biggest donor in Bravo, which we love so much. Um, and Erica was like, yeah, she gave me this THC oil and I'm feeling myself. I'm high as fuck. And she looked high as fuck. She was so like outspoken in that sense. Love to see it, you guys. Kyle, if you could get me some of that oil, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, the girls were like, oh my God, that would be amazing. Okay, so that's what we got on the Housewives. And quickly, just want to go ahead and touch on Bachelor real quick because I did not earlier this week. Um, this episode was honestly one of the, what's the right word? It was good. Um, it was deep is the word that I'm looking for. One of the group dates that Katie had was basically tell me about your past, tell me about your flaws in the relationship kind of thing. These guys really open up about cheating on their wives, about not pouring enough into them, about like not trying hard enough in previous marriages or whatever that looked like. It, it was a nice conversation. At the end of the conversation, Katie opened up um, and told her story about sexual assault. Um, she did not consent to some sex when she was younger and that scarred her for a long time. Um, she said she did not plan on sharing that story at all on her journey, um, specifically not sharing it that night. So the fact that she opened up um, was really beautiful. Um, anyone that has any experience in that realm 
knows that, you know what, that story is never very easy to talk about. Um, I think the more I talk about it, the easier it gets. And like the more years that go on, the more I, you know, it becomes easier. Um, everyone's experience is completely different. You know, sexual assault falls in like a very large category. Um, but when someone feels like they want to open up about that, hats off to them. So Katie really crushed it in that sense. Um, really, really thankful. I know she's touched a lot of gals. Um, I know that the last probably sexual assault conversation that we even saw on The Bachelor was with Kaylin when she was on Colton season. Um, and you know what? You gotta you. They're heroic women for being able to share that and at least help someone in America able to do that. So congrats to Katie. Um, also, we have a preview for next week's episode of The Bachelor, and we have Blake Moynes coming in. Blake Moynes was on Claire and Tasha's season. Um, the preview basically shows that Tasha pulls Katie aside and was like, hey, someone from my past actually reached out to me. He wants to meet you and come on the show, which is really cute. I kind of love that Tasha's going to do that. But um, I read last night in an interview with Nick Vile. Um, apparently Katie slid into Blake Moyne's DMs, um, prior to her actually getting the role as the Bachelorette. So there was definitely like a pre kind of like scoped situation in the sense of Katie always thought that he was cute. Obviously she found something attractive while she was watching, um, Tasha's season. She slid into his DMs, she becomes Bachelorette and then he's about to show up. So just want to put that out there. She's into him. She was into him before it started and that's all I'm going to give you. Um, I'm hearing a lot of shitty things about Greg just on the internet. If you still are watching the season, I'm sure probably you aren't, but Greg's getting a bad rep um, publicly. And so if he's your guy, think again, maybe Google. Um, but yeah, we're going to just keep going through the season. I hope it gets better. <laughs> um, nothing to write home about. I've been skipping like the first like half hour of it, if I'm being completely honest with you. I'm not feeling very attached to this, but Katie's story last week was really important to get out. And I support her. Um, so, like, let's just get to Bachelor in Paradise. I'm hearing that the couples are fucking wild. Um, my king, Brendan, is already home, which means that he obviously didn't make it to the end, which I'm okay with because I don't think there was anyone worthy of his time or attention um, till the very end. He should be, like, fake engaged to as they do at Paradise. So we're just counting down the days until Paradise happens. That's pretty much it. Okay, lastly, the Kardashian update. Really? There's not much. Um, Kelly and I are going to go ahead and get that episode done um this weekend or early next week so the kardashian you know breakdown of everything will be coming to you live but um one thing is that travis scott is going to be doing a um collaboration with dior for their spring summer collection of summer spring summer 2022 kind of love this for travis scott i feel like this is like definitely in his wheelhouse um last night we had the virgil well yesterday was the um louis vuitton show that virgil designed and it was wild i think that these like you know, new designers are just kind of breaking the boundaries in fashion and it's incredible. And I honestly can't wait to see what Travis Scott is going to bring for Dior. Um, the partnership just seems like very, very on brand for him. Um, so very excited on that. And honestly, that's really what we got for today. So if you have any other questions about Brittany, if you have any questions about anything that I talked about, please let us know. Thank you so much for the feedback. Really appreciate when you ask for topics and things to be brought up. Want to make sure that we're educating each other and that you're entering the weekend, you know, full of tea and being able to, you know, catch up on all of the stories and be able to be a part of all the conversations. So feedback, questions, comments, everything is welcome. I appreciate all of you guys for listening and I will see you next week for two more episodes of Sadie Spills the Tea.